Welcome everyone to episode six of the Challenge Rivals. We're going back in time to recap this decade-old reality TV show. I'm Eric. This is my friend Joseph, the friend who I've still never met in person, and yet we find a way to talk about reality TV shows going on, what, eight years now? Is that right? How did... How do they do it? And wow, yeah, eight years of coming. I think in November it'll be around the time because I remember very distinctly Blood versus Water was airing. Uh, but yeah, almost eight years now. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Meeting me must have been a pivotal time in your life because I don't remember it that well, but I'll take your word for it. it <laughs> eight years sounds about right to me. Yeah. Tyson Tyson winning Survivor was a pivotal moment in my <laughs> life. So don't, don't give yourself too much credit, Eric. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. That, <laughs> that, that is reasonable. <laughs> Big yeah. Tyson fan. Big Tyson fan. But wrong show. Yeah. Wrong show. Wrong show. We're not talking oh, about sorry, Survivor. Sorry. Sorry. We're, yeah. we're talking about Survivor. But first, how, how have you been? Uh, what's, what's new with you, dude? Well, Eric, uh, tonight my friend texted me last second to let me know if I wanted to go to a concert. And I was like, okay, who's performing? And it's none other Chase Rice. than... Ch- <laughs> no, no. Not Survivor, Eric. It's uh, it's none other than Chance vs. Star alum, Riff Raff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Challenge veteran. Lucky you. <laughs> I can't wait. I have so many challenge questions for him. Dude, when you said uh, ch, you started to say ch, and I was like, oh my god, it actually was Chase Rice? Like, How did I get that right? <laughs> no, no, it's Riff Raff. No. Yeah. Wow. Enough, enough, yeah. See if you can get backstage. Uh, uh, nice. See if you can get backstage so you can ask him all the probing questions about that Champs vs. Stars season that he was on that I totally remember. What was it like when you saw uh, CT and TO get in that fight? That's a good one. Yeah, write that down. Well, yeah. have fun, man. That's exciting, man. That's cool. Uh, yeah. l- let me know how it goes. Yeah, it's a Monday night, so I don't know how trashed I can get, but we'll see. Hey, um, you can rise to the occasion, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, uh, I would, I would tell you what I'm up to, but it's literally nothing. So let's just get into the episode, shall we? <laughs> Cool. Moving on from Eric's sad life. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's pretty uh, slow. Well, pretty slow life right now. Yeah. Uh, Laurel and C. It's hard to have something to talk about each week. Um, Laurel, Laurel and yeah. CT are uh, having this this romance, and Mandy is very not jealous. Eric. No, Mandy seems like she's handling this just fine. Uh, it's not affecting her one bit, right? And she's definitely not lashing out at Laurel with <laughs> incredibly mean confessionals as a result of her inadequacy, right, Joseph? <laughs> I hope you like my sloppy seconds, you little whore. <laughs> That's a pretty funny line. Uh, later she, in the episode... She, she was playing it off pretty good too. I thought she was like being funny at first, kind of, and I was like, okay, maybe she's being like a little, a little funny. Like she has to say something, right? Um, and she, you know, maybe she doesn't care, but. Ugh. But then she called Laurel a two hundred pound Bigfoot, and that's where it became apparent that no, this is not in in good fun at all. First of all, that's just outrageous. I mean, that's just like, uh, wow, she really knows how to go after the jugular verbally. Yeah. Uh, I forgot how I feel like Mandy's underrated, like my memory of her. Like, I don't really remember her at all, but she had some pretty great moments throughout this episode, in my opinion. So we'll get more into that. Uh, I believe she yeah, also said that Laurel great, has the mentality. Great in, like the sense of like, uh, like Alexander the Great, like gr- the great and great and terrible, right? 
great great and uh right very mean, <laughs> very mean <laughs> comments yeah that's just yeah. that's just ridiculous i mean come, mandy come on laurel laurel is uh laurel is beautiful stop it stop being so mean but then again we're, we're talking about the challenge i get that i will have to say that uh when we first started watching the challenge i remember eric would text me and he would be like oh my god i love laurel she's she's so great like he was, i don't remember eric, that eric yeah. had a crush on laurel for sure when he was first got into the show that doesn't sound like me i don't think so <laughs> i think you're confusing my my crush with wes uh that's that's who i had a crush on our mutual still crush do. on wes still do yes yeah. but but mandy maintains in the confessionals that she does not care at all mm, yep yep she's maintaining that she's doing a good job maintaining that <laughs> But um, that's just simply not true. That's not the only source of conflict in the beginning of this episode either, is there? Um, are you talking about Wes and uh, Evelyn's conversation? I don't know what you're talking about. No, Evan and Nehemiah. <laughs> oh, uh, also, yeah, okay. Also okay, get yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're proven why they're rivals. Like some of these rivals in this season, they're, you know, maybe at one point they're rivals, but they get over it pretty quickly. Working on a team where you have to trust each other probably helps, I imagine. But then some right. of them... They continue and end as rivals, and Evan and Nehemiah are are uh, one of those types of teams where they're just getting into it. Nehemiah's upset that Evan's uh, questioning his spirituality, which, why would you question that? I feel like he's that, that, so that clearly such, sincere. That was so out of line. Like I, I really didn't know why Evan had to go there with saying that, oh, you hide behind your fake spirituality. Like I just, It really had no place for anything. What uh, does that even seemingly. mean? What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Yeah, like, how is he hiding behind it? Like, I, I, I don't know. That's bizarre to me. Um, I feel Nehemiah, like Evan. I feel like Evan, Kenny, and Johnny, like that that trio. They just throw so much shit at the wall, and they just like they're just like constantly just like throwing things out there, trying to be funny. And sometimes they're funny, and sometimes it's just like so off base and, and off putting, and like you never know what you're gonna get. Right, and it's like with their humor too. It's it's always about like, oh, you're different than me culturally or like aesthetically or whatever. Okay, I'm just gonna make fun of that. Like you know, that seems to be their yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, it's it seems like a caricature of like a '90s, early 2000s teen movie uh, where they're like the the bully jocks in high school, and they they never really quite leave that mentality. But almost like like uh, not another teen movie, like laughably like and like crazily assholeish, like like <laughs> almost like almost fictitious if it wasn't a reality show. Uh, Nehemiah I thought made a more apt compare or criticism of Evan, which was that Evan is a follower, and whenever Kenny and Johnny are around, he kind of changes based upon that. And I think I've seen people talk about this on the subreddit. I feel like we've covered it too. That there does seem to be a difference in their personalities when they're not with each other. Yeah. I We, we all saw a different Evan, I think, and a different Johnny when he first started on the show. Uh, Kenny even maybe too to some degree. I don't know if they got more comfortable being on TV or what, but they seem to all bring out the worst in each other. Yeah, it just created like this toxic like frat bro environment that uh, they're all egging each other on. They're all like kind of uh, backing each other up in their misogyny and their uh, just assholishness. You know, it was really apparent in some of these episodes in a way where I also wasn't 
as tuned into this when I was first watching it, it was like a little bit more closer to the funny end of the spectrum to me at the time. And now it's like, wow, it's just uncalled for. So I think Nehemiah had a way better diss. Uh, point Nehemiah for calling Evan out probably accurately. Yeah. Um, and like you said, too, it's so weird that these guys hate each other so much that like their incentives are completely aligned. Like they're both fighting for the same money. And they just can't get on the same page. No. Um, not at all, especially in the challenge we'll see later this episode where Operation D-Day finally comes into effect, Joseph. Yes. Um, we get a scene again of Evelyn making fun of Wes's plan. and uh, <laughs> so funny. And, She's so funny. Yeah. And Wes uh, informed and tells... This was so funny to me. All right. So Wes to them said... In person, I'm not scared. Cut to Wes in confessional. He says, "I'm threatened by CT." Okay, so which one is which one is it, Wes? Like, because they're both basically the same thing. Yeah, and later in the episode, Johnny gets really offended when CT says, "You're all scared of me." He's like, "Who's scared of you? We're not scared." It's like, "Yes, you are." You think why else would you be doing this? You're, you're like doing everything you can. This is also right after the backpack, so like, of course. Johnny is doing everything he can to get CT out of the game before he either A, gets an elimination, or B, a final with him. Come and on. We, uh, jo Johnny, you have literal PTSD from this guy, and you're saying yeah. you're not scared of him. Every time you see a backpack, you quiver. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> like. Yeah, he doesn't leave his house for weeks when it's like back-to-school specials in September. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And it's it's like your guys' strategy this season can be boiled down to let's get rid of CT. Like yeah. what else has your strategy been this season other than let's get rid of CT? So I yeah, it's it's insane. Like these guys have such big egos. They they can't admit it to themselves even. Well, at least West Cannon Confessionals. Uh so give him points for that. Uh which which is always appreciated. I love players who can do that, who can just be so straight up in confessionals about all the things they're feeling and and you know it just makes me like them more when he's like yeah i'm scared of ct have you seen him you'd be scared of him too like obviously yeah. Yeah. duh as, as much as we love wes he is uh he's, he's got some moments here that are pretty funny that don't make him necessarily look uh that great let's hear him let's hear him uh, I think that was it, really. Um, but, but, oh, uh, nice. But, Real nice. But, but, way, way to get right. my hopes yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Ev thinks, once again, that they're being really cocky. And, uh, yeah, we'll see this manifest itself in the challenge. It's really fun watching Evelyn just completely trash their plan uh, with hindsight, uh, knowing exactly how it's going to turn out. CT and Adam are going to wipe the floor with <laughs> with Evan I'm, I'm sorry I'm laughing because I'm remembering Evelyn's other comment during the elimination <laughs> which we'll get to later uh, about beached whales and Evan and similarities between the two <laughs> and she's just so right she's on the money like this is an insane plan like what do you make of this plan I think that like for Wes it's not even that crazy though because it's like what am I risking for this plan realistically like well, that's a good question this is at no cost to me is it though i mean i i haven't really thought this through so let's let's try this out here though could they lose the numbers if they lose another elimination or two after that the big alliance or are they just truly so locked in because there's not that many teams left in the house at this point we're, we're getting five, pretty right? close to the end 
five guys five, teams. Yeah. yeah, and four girls teams going into this episode. I want to say. I think five as well. Oh, but when the With, the uh, girls are one elimination ahead, though, they the girls had the first elimination. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Oh jeez, yeah, I'm so gonna. It's five and four. No, you're right. So, so it's five and four. Okay, so let's say they lose, which they do. They obviously don't give up control of the numbers. But then, what if like girls elimination, Jasmine and John A kick out? I don't know. Uh, Evelyn and uh, Paula, Ev- yeah. Whatever. Evelyn and Paula, Evelyn and Paula. Yeah. Let's say they kick yeah. them out. Uh, can can Lee and Mike and Jasmine C. and John A, CT and Adam. That's three thus far. Maybe, maybe you pull in Kara and Laurel if CT's getting close with Laurel. Maybe, maybe that could be it. Okay, we could get rid of Johnny and Tyler there since uh, Leroy and Mike win that last challenge. I don't think anything changes there with that, so they probably still win or and are safe. So the only people eligible would be, yeah, it would be Wes and Kenny versus. Johnny and Tyler. So there's a scenario where Johnny and Tyler go in there. I don't know. I'm just saying, if they lost another, okay, if they lost another two eliminations, I feel pretty confident that they could lose control of the game here. So yeah. I don't know. It's maybe not like a totally risk-free scenario where why not just like throw in Mike and Leroy and hope it's a hope it's a puzzle, even though Mike's maybe not actually not good at puzzles. <laughs> you know, like why why not? Why not just try it and see what happens? This would have been an interesting elimination between Lee and uh, Mike and them, too. I don't necessarily think that, you know, Mike's not a super athlete or anything, but who knows? But neither is Adam, right? I mean, right. That's what I'm saying. They're both like Adam's maybe slightly better, but by how much? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I will never we'll never know. We'll never know. But uh, imagine if they would have won. But uh evan and nehemiah lost and like this whole time they're talking about only evan and nehemiah can go up against ct that's the only team that could possibly do it and uh (laughs) mike mike uh is the one to take down ct man that would have been great that would have been a great story (laughs) all right i'm done with this tangent dog continue moving on to the challenge it's called catch and release feel like we've seen challenges like this before so they're they're hung above water uh don't remember how high uh but they're hung above water and one partner is hanging out while the other one's on a ledge and has to jump catch their partner they'll go then release a zip line that goes down through the water and you have to pull a release at the right time that way you're not too early or too late and uh whoever swims their buoy once they uh unhook the release wins the challenge yeah, you you definitely don't want to prematurely evacuate, uh, as as has been said before in the oh, challenge. Man. Uh, uh, Johnny Johnny's sense one. of humor has really <laughs> stayed like from the age of twenty one like down like is is really where where it's at for him. I'm I'm not gonna make fun of him for this one because I would make the same joke. I cannot lie. I'm I'm telling <laughs> you in confessionals right now, Joseph. I this is where I'm being honest. Uh, I have to be honest with myself and say that yes, if I thought of it, I'd probably say the same thing. I'd go the same route. So, um, don't hate me. But this is a pretty simple elimination. Uh, and yet I really like it. It's great because it gives them a lot of opportunity to make rivalry jokes where, 
like when one person jumps onto the other one, they have to literally hug, which is kind of just a funny sight for some of these rival teams. For one thing, probably why they brought it back in episode one of Rivals 2 in some form. Uh, Whoa, but also, look at you, Eric. Yeah, I just watched that episode. Don't don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> not an encyclopedia. Just luck. Uh, but okay. also, like sometimes one of the guys will just crash into the other one uh, and do a lot of damage, and that's kind of fun for some of these players. So it's just it's just a fun challenge. Very simple but fun. And I feel like we got to see a lot of like player on player interaction throughout the challenge and how they work together, which which was fun. Like you had Jasmine just freaking out the whole time, which uh, once again, Jasmine and John A are some like MVPs of this season for me. Like I feel like they're I forgot how strong their showing on this season was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me more. What uh, what about them do you like so much this episode? Uh, John ain't really nothing. It really was just Jasmine freaking out for me uh, during <laughs> the second because it just felt so real. Like, like she, this was not like a put on or anything like that. She was just genuinely terrified. Yeah, Jasmine brings so much like energy to the show. She's right. like a little ball of fury sometimes, and <laughs> for for good or for bad, depending on the mood. And it's like always pretty funny. She's she's an awesome uh, choice on this on this season and many others. She's a producer's dream because I feel like you can go to her for something that's kind of ordinary. You can just go to Jasmine for it and she'll have some crazy like reaction. And you'll just be like, thank you, Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the producers knew that they uh, struck gold with her when she cheated on her boyfriend about 25 minutes into the season. <laughs> this, is like, the kind right. of, like, this is the kind of character we need. <laughs> yeah, we found, we found a winner. She is going to make so many bad decisions in this season alone. <laughs> we hit the jackpot. <laughs> yes. Um, we get reminded of Kenny's lack of mojo again. He's got 40 cues at this point in the challenge, and he hopes to do better. Pretty hilarious montage. <laughs> the Kenny and Wes <laughs> DQ montage. Yeah, they've been terrible, man. They've been terrible. But not today. Not today. They are going to turn it around, uh, no doubt, due to the fact that it involves swimming. Wes's forte. Yes. And as Wes uh, says, um, Kenny didn't have to do anything with challenge. He could just stand there and let Wes do all the work. <laughs> Pretty and, funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny quote. Wes is getting it in good while he can uh, with Kenny here. But <laughs> not, not exactly true, right? I mean, it was like whoever touches the buoy last. So Kenny did have to swim faster than all the other second placers on the other teams, right? That is true. That's not that's not fair to Kenny Wes. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny confessional though, uh, and it, it is kind of accurate in that Kenny was just chilling up there in the air. So uh, great confessional, great confessional. We like it. Um, yeah, so they end up winning the challenge, and they have this joint confessional together uh, where they have to like. They don't have to, but they're like forcibly like being friends and like laughing and joking. And even though it seems genuine or whatever, you could just tell even as a viewer, you're like, this is so these guys are really phoning it in right now to try to make this partnership work. This is like a stock that hovers around five or six dollars usually. Uh, and then all of a sudden it jumps up into like the 50s for like one second. And then, you know, it's just going to come right back down and come crashing back to earth. And this this will be the peak of their relationship in this season and uh, also eternity, I believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think um, it's only ever. downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that it started off great. Um, yeah. Uh, Laura and Cara do, do very well as well. But I think the real 
performance that we have to talk about here is um, Nehemiah and Evan. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be leaning on you for an explanation here. See if you can help me break down what exactly went wrong, because this this whole conglomerate was on board with Operation D-Day for a while, a couple weeks now in the game, as they'll say. And, and yet something has gone wrong where Evan finds a need to throw this challenge without officially Telling Nehemiah that this comes as a surprise somehow? That's what I'm baffled by. How is this a surprise? I don't understand. Like, they they all knew that this was a plan. And, like, how do we get to a point where Evan's like, I'm going to uh, throw a curveball at Nehemiah by throwing this challenge. And to the point where Nehemiah throws his life jacket afterwards. Pretty funny throw, by the way, with Evan screaming, which way to the jungle while treading water <laughs> as Nehemiah swims <laughs> over to the buoy. Like, was this purely like a four TV moment where Evan was just like pulling a fast one for fun, basically? Or, or what? What's what's the deal here? So, uh, Eric, I was able to find an old exit interview from Evan oh. uh, regarding regarding the season. And they asked Tell him me more. about Nehemiah's reaction and Evan was kind of, you know, upset at Nehemiah for that in the moment and felt like he was trying to make a moment for TV and he didn't understand, like, we don't understand why he didn't say anything in between then. He was in on the plan. We saw it in the episode and he seemed just as surprised as, as we were uh, and as Wes later points out as well, that he had the time to say something if he wanted to. Yeah, so let's break that down for anyone who maybe doesn't have a perfect recollection of this episode. I, For whatever reason, actually, the first time I watched this season, I just completely missed this. But uh, Evan and Nehemiah are really getting into it. And Nehemiah's pissed. And it, at first, like it looks to me as if this was a total surprise and that Nehemiah was not on board. And, and Evan like unilaterally threw this challenge out of nowhere. But... Yeah. Wes makes it pretty clear that like this was the plan, and Nehemiah never said uh, a word against it. Never uh, said, "Oh, I actually don't want to do this." In the two weeks right. since I all agreed to this, so kind of seems like uh, I, I can see how this could have happened if Evan was like, "Okay, I'm going to make this fun. It's going to be a good moment for TV." He's not yeah. wrong uh, either, probably. And I don't, I don't know why Nehemiah got so upset by it. I guess. Uh, so. Here's the here's the question. So was Nehemiah upset that you threw the challenge or was he upset with how you went about it? I mean, Evan, this is Evan. I mean, I think both. Nehemiah definitely knew the plan. At the end of the day, listen, Nehemiah is a bit of an actor. Everything he's doing, you're like, really, dude, it's a little bit much. For the first time in his challenge career, he was on the winning end of things. <laughs> okay unrelated barb at the end <laughs> yeah, yeah it goes into more but i decided to cut it off there but yeah. okay all right all right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that makes more sense well yeah. one way or another they uh they do throw the challenge at least evan there, does one more thing about this too there's also the theory that evan wanted to go home early too anyway because oh, he had yeah. his master's program so some people think that, you know, that's the reason he was doing this, too. I don't think I've ever seen that substantiated by him, but that's always been uh, the rumor throughout the years. I remember hearing about that rumor. I doesn't does it really make that much sense? Like, uh, why get that far into the season? You don't have that much longer to film. Like, there's only a couple right. more eliminations. It, it to me does it to me doesn't line up because throughout the season, 
you you tell me this like evan seemed like he wanted to win to me like he seemed like he was trying to get rid of ct and adam for his own sake for like it seemed genuine and he's done something like this before on the duel with ct specifically so i i i think that this seems legit yeah i'd be surprised if the conspiracy was true in this case um these things can happen. I wouldn't be like totally flabbergasted, but just watching the season, it feels more like Evan's just actually playing the game. And, and again, they're so close to the end. Like I can't. What what kind of difference could it make? I, I don't. I don't know. It'd be it'd be pretty surprising to me. Yeah. No. I I agree. Um, so yeah, Nehemiah's pissed. He throws his his life vest at Evan pretty freaking hard and close to him too. Um, and then when they get up there, TJ asks them about it. And uh, Nehemiah says, I'm in a house full of bitches and I got the biggest one on my team. Ouch. Great line. Great line. <laughs> great line. Uh, great line. Let it not be said. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a great way to phrase it. He's got away with words sometimes. Yeah, I loved. Uh, I love when Nehemiah gets like this for some reason. He's very outspoken uh, and he doesn't care about going against the powers that be. He tells Johnny to get that stupid grin off his face. Like he's, he's giving it to everyone. It's cool to see. Yeah, yep. Uh, there was. Uh, still a little convoluted, uh, not knowing if he's fully justified, but still really fun. <laughs> and also, yeah. let uh, let us also say, Laurel and Car Maria, congratulations on winning uh, the girls' side. 2000 bucks. Yay. And Kenny has his mojo back. Uh, we see uh, afterwards, Evan goes up to Nehemiah and he's like, oh, don't ever do that. Don't ever throw something in my face again. Uh, and Evan, to me, is like, he was so far away from Nehemiah when he said that. Like, when you watch that clip, I was just like, all right, so you're going to say it when you're, like, X amount of distance away from him. Now you want to say something about it. like, and, and and he's still not, like, walking over towards him. And Nehemiah's like, come over here and do something, like, if you want to do something about it. And uh, this is why Wes steps in. Yeah, Wes plays the peacekeeper here. Uh, I don't know. I I don't have too many strong opinions on that. Like, I, if someone threw a life jacket in my face over something like this, I'd probably uh, probably be as upset as Evan, if not more upset. I mean, as to why he was twenty feet away when he said that, I couldn't tell you. But I'm not going to read into that too much. I think it's 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 a pretty fair reaction, not overstated either. I just thought it was a delayed reaction. Like, why not say it in the moment when it happens? But uh, whatever. So um, I, I think I think we. I don't think that's like too crazy. I mean, I don't know. Some I take some time to process things. Sometimes he might have been a little shocked. Might have like collected his thoughts and been like, you know, what? like I need to say something about this. That's that's not that's not called for. I don't know. Right for sure, for sure. I just feel like when it comes to like Evan basically being like, hey, I want to fight you. It didn't. I, that just didn't seem accurate to me just based on that but whatever um so Wes comes in and tries to mediate and he's like um <laughs> he has a really funny line which is like uh he's my best friend but he's just mad right now <laughs> like leave him alone like i'm not gonna <laughs> let you guys you know just hash it out right here like nehemiah don't understand why you did this like you had two weeks like and nehemiah does calm down eventually i thought Wes was pretty fair here you know it's a good friend who will call you out when you think the other one's in the wrong, right? And uh, Nehemiah clearly is Wes's best friend. Evan is not at all, but Wes kind of seemingly accurately points out, like, "Hey, Nehemiah, you're you're mad, but like you're you're in the wrong here in this in this yeah. situation, dude." Um, and also, so Evan, let it. And also, Evan, let's just let it go. Let's just 
you know, yeah. try to, yeah. yeah. And they will all the way to this elimination where uh, <laughs> they'll uh, <laughs> they won't have to worry about this rivalry for too much longer, will they? Uh, no, they they won't have to. Um, so yeah, I think I think really uh, we we just get more of uh, Mandy hating on Laurel <laughs> for the rest of the episode, seemingly. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, there's the vote. Let's make it official. Um, CT oh, yeah, and Adam get voted in, and it took me longer to say that in the preceding sentence than it took in the actual episode. So yes, moving on to uh, the Drunken Mandy segment, which is about ten times as long. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's. I feel uh, like I enjoyed this more than you. Is my guess the Mandy part? I mean, yeah. <laughs> It was it, it was like it, I don't know some parts were a little funny some parts were just felt a little uncomfortable I don't know why maybe I'm just getting old and soft but like with Johnny just completely making fun of her nonstop while she's just like drunk and super insecure about this whole situation and uh, it's like I don't know I was just like shut up Johnny dude like shut up you're you're not being funny right now you're just being mean again I did think it was pretty funny though that segment not Johnny specifically but her cuz she's like she's like going in on what people think about her and I'm sure they are saying stuff like this so that sucks but she's like doing their voice and it's just so funny like you have syphilis and she's just like going in I'm just like oh man you poor thing and she's just like looking at Evan she's like please like you have to believe me I didn't have sex with him <laughs> she was very adamant that uh Evan believed her. Um the, and Evan, the Evan funniest, says, yes, I believe you. The funniest part is well after she says the syphilis thing, uh Leroy in the background's like, who said that, Snowflake? And she just goes, Shut the fuck up <laughs> at Leroy for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to be called the snowflake, I guess. <laughs> uh she calls Laurel a Bigfoot bitch. Um. Yeah, it's just, she's she's really go- going yeah. into it because C- CT was very mean right here. CT did not have to say to her like, "Hey, you're my biggest one of my biggest regrets." Like, come on. Yeah, just a lot of drunken hoopla all around. Uh, I mean, that's just what this this is. That's what the show is. And sometimes you hook up and get drunk and talk about it and all i can say is thank god thank god i'm not on the challenge never have been never will be this uh i i would just look as bad or worse than like everybody here i have no doubt that's that's what this episode is teaching me just don't ever agree to let your life's most vulnerable moments get filmed <laughs> no, yeah i don't no, know I'd, I'd I, I feel like i feel like i would cringe and <laughs> constantly thinking about this stuff like i think about stuff that i did like in like back in high school from like eight years ago just randomly in the shower i'm just like why did i do that like you know oh yeah I mean? who doesn't i can only i can only imagine being on a reality tv show and being like oh yeah that one time i made one like a horrible mistake was aired and broadcast in a million like cool <laughs> Like but at the time, you, yeah, you, you, when you're on the show, you just, you know, I guess you just go for it. And you get time to regret what you say later, right? So just like, yeah, just go have fun. Go have fun. I, and you know, deal with the and you know what, man? You got, you got nothing to be sorry over. You're just you're just having fun. And yeah, CT is very mean. Uh, Wes is comforting Mandy. And CT calls himself a bad boy. And Wes says, what makes you a bad boy? And then CT gets in Wes's face again and just shuts him down, really. Just like, you know I'm a bad boy. I'm bad. My friends do dirty. Like, 
Yeah, this is an interesting uh, fight to pick, Wes. I uh, I would not argue against that claim personally. <laughs> I, and and CT correctly points out, like Wes, this is a cheap tactic. Just try to get Mandy by uh, dissing me, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see clocks west there pretty good, huh? But, yeah. <laughs> but it uh West West's charms do work in the end. Yes, uh Mandy um quickly uh starts cuddling up to West. Jasmine was really odd in this scene to me of trying to sneak up on Wes and Mandy. This was and I've been watching old seasons of the real world, Eric, and this happened on a lot of seasons of the real world too. Where like this is like a thing where people were like trying to watch other people have sex and it was just like casual and funny and nobody really made a big deal out of it. But it just seems so odd to me. <laughs> it's it's a different world they're living in, man. I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I remember. So Jasmine's like under the bed while Wes and Mandy are hooking up. They, they spot her and Wes like picks her up by her her jeans basically. And she's like, it's like, what, what do we have here? Uh, yeah. And they're all laughing about it, which is great. I'm glad they're having fun. What a weird way to live, man. That's, that's just a wild concept to me. <laughs> And, and then she goes and tells everyone else, and then they try to go watch them have sex too. Yeah. Well, look, they don't have the internet, Joseph. They don't have a. They don't have their phones. They don't have uh, access to magazines. Even they. They don't have much to go off of. So, uh, any anything's entertainment over there, you know. Uh, Tyler points out in confessional the next day. We have uh, this was pretty funny to me. He's like, we have uh, CT and Mandy vomit. We have Adam and Jen vomit. We have CT and Laurel double vomit. <laughs> Focus on the game, people. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty funny. Tyler's just like the. It's like Tyler's the sober one at a party full of drunken idiots, like watching all these hookups happening left and right, and he just uh. He's, he's not enjoying them, that's for sure. Uh, let me make a point about the winner's edit real quick. I feel like him and Evelyn are kind of getting a similar edit where they're both not really... It's not like an intimate edit. Like, you don't know a lot about their arc or whatever, right? But they're both kind of just these narrators who come in and spew some wisdom and then kind of disappear into the background while all the crazier people get into drama and stuff like that. That's a good comparison. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. They're not the main players of the story. They're not the centers of attention, but they're also not really ever in the wrong. They're kind of always just uh, on the right side of things or they're being portrayed as like the people who kind of have a good sense for what's going on and can kind of make fun of the other players a little bit. So, yeah, they're pretty similar in that way. And they both do end up winning. Something to that. Yeah, some more edit uh, given to yes on this past All Star season uh, yeah. as well. But wow. moving on to the elimination. Neat. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's called Rail Slide. Yeah, this is a pretty bottom tier name in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Maybe, uh, maybe the worst one this season. I think the guy who names these was out sick that day, and uh, they had to, <laughs> TJ named it. Yeah, this might have come from TJ. This might have come from uh, the production assistant. So, something was off. Something was off. They slide down on a rail in this challenge. Uh, the team mates attached to a bar, and what they have to do is they have to somehow like just with only their body weight, very little in the way of resistance. So they're just in the air, hanging in the air. They got to just yank this bar 
all the way down these two wooden uh, rails until they get to the end and can slide down to victory. So this is an exercise in upper body strength. And uh, I would say rhythm and teamwork are big here. Yes, endurance, upper body, core strength as well. Um, Adam, yep, bef yep. Bef before the elimination, says that he now has, with Jen in the house, he now has 50,001 reasons to win this elimination. Vomit. <laughs> Nehemiah is very confident uh, in his uh, team's abilities. Both teams are actually pretty confident uh, going into this elimination, I'd say. Can I nominate that for the worst confessional of all time ever? <laughs> that was truly awful. And he goes, like, before before last night or, like, before, or when I first started the challenge, I don't know, I forget how he worded it, but, like, when right. I started the challenge, I had 50,000 reasons to win. After being with Jen last night, I had 50,001. And he's dead serious. Like, he thinks this is a great line. He's so yes. happy with himself after this. He's probably, like, giving the thumbs up to the producer behind the camera. He's like, I think I nailed that take. And they're like, oh, yeah, you did, buddy. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to watch this show after I win. And I'm in my mansion chilling with Jen. And she's going to see that line. And then I'm going to propose. And it's, it's going to be over. I think that's there's a non-zero chance that that was his actual <laughs> plan. So yeah, every team's pretty confident. They start the elimination, and it's pretty clear right away that Evan is just not uh, out for this. No, what's going so wrong? Is it all about the timing, or is is he just out of gas completely? Is he just not cut out for this physically? It's it seems like he can't even hold himself up enough to put his like elbows in the brace that they have attached to the poles that helps you do it. Like yeah. it seemed like he was dangling off of that the whole time. And I felt like you couldn't really get enough friction going unless you were doing that. Like you, you wouldn't have a good enough grip on it to go anywhere if you were just doing it with your arms hanging. And it, it, it puts more resistance on your arms too, which tires them out and, and he, it seemed like he couldn't even lift his knees up at, after a certain point, too, to try to, like, do it. Um, Nehemiah looked fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty clear that Evan lost this one for the two of them. And I think he, he goes on to say so, right, afterwards. Um, or at least he's, he takes fault for them getting eliminated in general. Whether it was yeah. the plan, his performance, or both, I don't know exactly. But, yeah. He has no shot at this. Just absolutely none. There's, this is one of those eliminations with very little doubt, which is wild because Evan's usually such a solid competitor, but uh, yeah. not this one. Not this one. Yeah, and uh, Evelyn, like we talked about before, calls him a beached whale in the confessional. And this is just sad. This is just like Evan on his, his last challenge season. This is how he's going to go out. Uh, they asked yeah. him in that interview, too, what he thought about Evelyn's uh, confessionals, calling him out on him being out of shape. And he said that it was laughable coming from El Evelyn, which is laughable coming from Evan. Um, but... Uh, he also said... Yeah, what does that mean? Evelyn's like <laughs> dominant on these shows. Yeah. That makes no yeah. sense to me. He said that he's the only guy on these... Or he's the only person on these shows to even have a background in college sports and playing actual sports that he's the only person. So that's funny that she would say that and that he's just getting older. That's what he said. Yeah. I think he looked a little bigger, but I mean, he's still... 
an athlete, no doubt. This challenge really did was not it, play to his strengths at all. Wasn't he pregnant? Or was that, <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> I forget the timing. I forget. I'll I'll Melissa in total madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. You got a lot of mean confessionals. Poor Evan. But uh, yeah. isn't isn't it cool to look back on this and think, wow, Joseph, uh, we we could have beaten Evan and Nehemiah in this exact elimination. Oh, but we would have killed them. The rate they were going, I I actually think that's true. I think we, we would have beat them. Like I don't think they were moving at one point. Uh, yeah, I feel like you and me would have to shit. Like, and I feel like you and me, that's like the one challenge we w- we would probably be good at. Yeah, us welterweights. Us welterweights could get it done in this yes. one where it's all about your body weight. <laughs> yeah, That's what we need, I baby. I, I can't wait for the challenge welterweight edition where you and me can <laughs> play against uh, Kahana, Nehemiah. Preston. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, no, not Nehemiah. Uh, Preston. Uh, maybe Chet. <laughs> maybe we get Chet back. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chet's way too strong for us. Come on. <laughs> the bow tie killer. Uh, yeah, so uh, Adam has a confessional here that's so quizzical to me, uh, which is that... Another one. Yeah, he says that, like... Oh, I finally figured it out. We have to swing our weight in unison to make the thing move. Yeah, no shit, buddy. Like, like, how long did this take you to figure out? Like, isn't that the obvious play here, Eric? Yeah, I think most people figured that out when they walked in and saw the challenge, but apparently it took Adam a few extra extra swings. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Adam, you want to both be doing this at the same time. That's that's correct. Yeah, aren't you supposed to be the nerd on this show? Like, that's like the archetype like you're fulfilling. Are you supposed to figure this stuff out? Like, come on. I think he's more of the Charlie Brown type. Like, he just, uh, he's, he exists to kind of have life not go his way. <laughs> and have yeah, that right. football pulled out from him right before he's about to kick it time and time again. Whether yeah. it's with the eliminations or with Jen. Yeah. Some say that sometimes he takes the ball away from himself. So, you know, or, you know, who knows Um, (laughs) with this uh, season. Uh, But yeah, so ultimately, uh, Adam figures it out and uh, (laughs) they're they're able to win the elimination and send uh, the beached whale back. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Evan Evan just got outsmarted here. That's pretty obvious. Uh, (laughs) Tough to go on a mental comp like this, but... That's how it goes. So, yeah, Operation yep. D-Day, not a, not a success. Uh, I'm sure Evelyn Who would have be rubbing it? this in their face or anything. <laughs> right, yeah. I know. Who could have imagined? <laughs> Wild. It's almost like saying out of eliminations is usually what you want to do. So, yeah. Listen learn. to Evelyn. That's, that's, that's usually the best advice. That's also usually what you want to do. This show is so interesting because, like, so many players on here, I mean – this is going to sound douchey, but like they're, they're just they're not cast for their brains. Like, let's put it that way. And then you get like this disparity where Evelyn's like uh, just she's a lawyer now. She's she's very smart. And uh, to hear the differences in strategic minds for the game, it's uh, it's like, wow, these if, if this was a pro sport, this would be like the major league and peewee football. Like this is uh, quite the difference. It's unfair almost how good uh, Evelyn is compared to someone else. I, I think, uh, once again, after watching the season, has confirmed to me that she's the uh, female GOAT and possibly, like, in, like, actual GOAT conversation, maybe top 10. Like, she's just really good. I don't know how you compare the men versus women. Um, it's yeah. just, like, two divisions. So, I don't... 
I don't have right. like a combined list or anything. I, g- I-, I guess I just mean that she even surpasses some men for me who are like considered like very good. Like, you know what I mean? Just like uh, like she has a more historic career than them. You know what I mean? She's just impressive in that way. She she is insanely impressive. Not the longest career, like tragically. Uh, but yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's gonna argue with that. I think uh, not to get too into it, but like, what? Who? What's it between her, Emily, Laurel? Uh, is there someone else in the in the talks? Mm-hmm. Maybe I hate to say it. Maybe Camilla. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, you gonna know. just veto that right out. <laughs> yeah. <of there. laughs> Yeah, um, anyone else who... Uh, oh, Rachel. Oh, uh, yeah, she was Rachel good, Ro- right? I, she was a little before my time. Don't know her too well. But, right. Uh, yeah, she's got to be up there. Um, yeah, but I think those three are pretty solidly the top three. I, I don't think you'll have... A, I think, actually, Sarah Rice has an argument, too. Um, that's, because I was she, thinking... She is so well-rounded. Yeah, if there's a fourth person it's probably her right i was thinking about that she's got a good resume too uh but she i don't know if she's ever like truly dominated the playing field like the other three have but anyway um yeah she's right operation d-day completely sucks but will it come back to haunt them not really they kind of get away with it yeah (laughs) yeah so there's that uh we see uh evan leaving and something uh blows into kenny's eye eric (laughs) <laughs> this is a funny confessional yeah it's kind of like saying in a joking way without saying it like uh, this this one's a little emotional uh he doesn't like saying goodbye to his pal evan the two are super tight on these shows and that's about all i have to say about that <laughs> yeah this is it who else who, yeah who, who else am i gonna make fun of with evan yeah that's yeah so yeah uh yeah kenny gets very sad and uh that's that's really the episode they they are kind of worried that their alliance is broken apart now, like we talked about. They're kind of worried that it, now it's a little vulnerable, but we'll yeah. see that it amounts to nothing, ultimately. And yeah, that's the episode. That's just producer misdirection asking them about it. They're still incredibly aligned, incentive-wise, to go after CT. Uh, so never any doubt, I don't think. No, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the episode uh, for this week, Eric. And uh, I really don't have that much left to add. I thought it was another good episode. It was cool seeing uh, this Nehemiah get as pissed off as he did, even though it sucked to see them go home. This was an exciting episode uh, because of this plan, despite the fact that it was maybe not the best thing strategically. Yeah, it, it it was a solid one. I think not my favorite episode. I mean, this one's a good one. I think this season's pretty short. It's condensed, a lot of action. So, like, there aren't really too many misses, if any, with any of the episodes. Um, and we did get to see Evan <laughs> go down with the ship, uh, Operation D Day, which is like, it's was, it was just fun. It's just fun to see such a terrible plan completely yes. backfire, just like you know it will. So, that was great. Uh, not many other thoughts myself, other than one unrelated one, which is we just saw Nehemiah come back. For the Challenge All Stars, what do you think? Is he the same player that he was back back here in Rivals? Has he evolved as a player in Challenge All Stars? So I think on Challenge All Stars, Nehemiah talked about how he felt like he wasn't the best strategic player, and at the time, I really didn't see what he was talking about. But now looking back on this, I'm like, oh, I kind of see it now. Like if you're not 
good enough strategically to voice like, hey, I don't want to go into this elimination. Like, this is a bad idea. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I can't really put that much stock into you as a player. I agree. And I remember we actually had a conversation about this. I think it was on one of the podcasts, too, about I, I thought Nehemiah was playing a pretty solid, strong game. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think he's going to be one of the smart players. And you were like, yeah, he's never really been like that. I'm surprised he thinks so. And, and I, I also see it. Like, yeah, looking back, I think uh, I have a clear idea of why Nehemiah is just not a strategist historically at all. So I think when he came back for All-Stars, I think he was playing a much different game. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. to me, I, the reason I'm bringing this question up is because I think he's changed a lot and came into the game. A pretty, like, non-strategic game, all things considered, All-Stars. And he yeah. was, like, making alliances, always in the numbers. Uh, did a much better I mean, job. He, he kind of gets clipped at the end for not, you know, having the strategic pull with uh, Anissa. But, yeah, he, uh, it was better. Yeah, definitely better. Definitely more more of a player in that sense. At least he's thinking about the game in that way. Where I feel like before this, he he wasn't even trying. Like he was right. like, I think that was his beef with Evan in the first place. Was on the duel too. He saw Evan playing this ultra strategic political game, and he's like, "F you! I'm trying. I want to go against you." Uh, so right. now he's maybe seeing the validity in that type of strategy. I wonder if he would go back and play differently if he could. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts on Evan, though? This would be his last season on the challenge. Uh, and as much as he's done, he is one of the most prominent players on this show. Uh, he does have, I think, uh, two wins, right? Um, and, Sounds you know, right. It was, a, it was a big featured player, but this was kind of a very ho-hum way for him to go out. Yeah, tough to talk about. Players like Evan and Kenny for obvious reasons. I don't want to like heap praise on them, but they were huge players at this time. Um, they brought a lot to confessionals. That's why they kept getting brought back over and over again. Uh, and yeah, there were some low points too. Um, beyond the obvious, uh, just just a lot of meanness sometimes when the three of them got together. So some some high points, some low points. He made me laugh a lot. They're a great powerhouse team, but it's very satisfying to watch them lose when they do lose, especially when they all have them come into the season with the numbers like they did now. So, yeah, uh, unfortunate end. And in fact, I remember I watched this season, and this was my first Evan season that I ever watched. I watched them very out of order, and I barely yeah. noticed the guy uh, besides a couple confessionals here and there. So it was interesting to know, like, oh, going backwards, he was like really a huge powerhouse who won a couple of seasons right. in, a, in a relatively short run in the show. What yeah. about you? Um, so I share a lot of those sentiments. Obviously it's these characters have a very complicated history now. Um, but back when I was watching him on fresh meat and seeing him partner with Coral, he was such a strong competitor and he was going against the Wes's, the Kenny's, the Derek Kaczynski's like, at their prime, really, Brad, like all CT, all these guys, and he's he's holding his own out there, and uh, and or not CT, sorry, uh, my memory's bad, but yeah, Theo Vaughn, <laughs> like I was getting confused for the duel real quick, uh, but yeah, all these yeah. all Dur Durrell, all these all these powerhouse competitors, and he did exceedingly well. Then he goes on the duel, also does really well. Uh, then comes back for fresh or for the duel too, obviously does very well. Um, 
So he was a very impressive player on a lot of these seasons, and he was very likable on a lot of them too. Uh, as we talked about before, we really, I, I really feel like these guys just bred the worst in each other. And obviously, you have to have it in you in the first place to even go there, right? So I'm not told, I'm not expunging them of responsibility or anything, but it really did seem to be like this fraternic thing because on the duel too, he just it comes off like a normal dude. Like it doesn't, you know. But right. yeah, so um, yeah, I, I guess it's unfortunate looking back that his career had to end like this. But now knowing what we know, I guess who really cares? Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it's the only um, decision. Yeah, so we have a we have a lot of episodes left, guys, uh, before the new season of the challenge comes out. So we're gonna try to get those out to you guys before this new season, but no promises. Exciting, exciting yeah. stuff. New season coming up rapidly. Can't wait to see Fessy again. Woo, woo, Fessy and a bunch of rookies who I have no effing clue who they are. Well, maybe one or two of them will stand out if we're lucky. You never know. Yeah, hopefully most of them get eliminated quickly and just the survivor players we know stick around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the selfish goal. But yeah, yeah. we got uh, episodes 7, 8, 9, and 10. I believe the plan is to pop out 7 and 8 back to back a little quickly and then do one episode of us recapping 9 and 10 of the season, which is basically the final, right? Like that's... Uh, there's yeah. very little besides uh, the final, uh, just the tail end of the last elimination. So we're going to lump those into one big last episode and then dive right back into uh, spies, lies and alibis. Is that really what it's called? <laughs> you, know, you know, I know I noticed that you said that again last week and I didn't correct you, but it's allies. It's not alibis. Oh, see, well, <laughs> silly me. How could I mess up such an iconic and memorable title of the season? How dare you, Eric? The producers spent forever coming up with this, and you just spit in their face. Five guys, burgers, and fries. Uh, the, the challenge season. <laughs> My favorite fast food place. Well, Eric, uh, that's been a week. Uh, I'm going to go see our boy Riff Raff uh, perform. It's going to be awesome. You're going to go uh, do nothing, right? Yeah. Um, edit this episode. Uh, play my Nintendo Switch. And slip into unconsciousness. So we both have pretty exciting nights coming up. Uh, you have fun with yours. Ooh. I'll have fun with mine. And we'll be back to talk about episode seven soon on the Reality Friends podcast. Take it easy, guys. That's your that's your turn to say something. Oh, that was your cue. Uh, two friends who've never met in reality. No, you know uh, what? We're done. We're just ending it right now. Bye. Leave us a review. Five stars. Nope. Bye. Don't even do that. We blew it. We don't deserve it.